Coach Hubert Davis asked the basketball team to make a list of goals for this season. I mean, they're laminating this bad boy and putting it up in the locker room. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a list, too. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making our show your first listen or watch every single day. Please don't forget we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so you can subscribe right now to make sure you don't miss a second of your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So this this was a legitimate thing that came up after Sunday's game against James Madison. If you read the recap from the AP, you saw uh, that Coach Davis had asked the team, hey, come up with a list of goals for the season. And, and they're not going to share it publicly. It's going to be just an internal thing. But legitimately, they're laminating it. They're planning to put it up on a poster in the locker room. And I just thought, you know what? Let's, let's make one here on Locked on Tar Heels. What would be our list of goals for this Carolina team? And in fact, I, so I'm going to give you five from me, but I want to know what your goals for this team would be for me. Now, one set of parameters I want to put on it. I think it's too easy to just say, uh, win an ACC regular season championship, win an ACC tournament championship, and win the national championship, right? Like, sure, of course you want to do that. I want to go deeper and find other things that might not be as overt as that. So I'm going to give you five. And again, I want you to share yours with me, whether it's in the YouTube comments. For those of you listening, you can email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Send a DM on Twitter, whatever it may be. All right, you ready? Again, five goals. Here is number one. And I've actually stolen this one from another Division I basketball program. It's a Big 12 school. Uh, I don't want to name it because I don't know if they want it to be a public thing. But and that is this goal is this get 1% better every single day. And that, that seems like a very simple thing. But what can that look like for each member of this team and coaching staff individually? And what can it look like collectively? How do we go about, I've got 24 hours today, I'm going to work at getting 1% better, whether that is something that I do at practice or behind the scenes or in a game or with conditioning or with food and what I consume, any of that. That means coming ready from the tip every day. And I don't just mean the tip of an actual game. That means you've got to be locked in from the get-go of practice. How, how do I, if I'm a player, how am I the best and most helpful player to this team? If I'm a coach, how do I help guide these young men in everything they're doing? If I'm one of the managers, how do I help uh, spur this team on to get better? Whatever it may be. Um, coming ready from the tip, finding ways to get 1% better, knowing that we're the number one team in the nation still, again, this week. And and everyone is gunning for us. So how do I stay ahead of that? What do I have to do? 
to be 1% better. So that's goal number one. Goal number two for me is it's always a struggle when you bring a team back as talented, as experienced, and as accomplished as this team is. Uh, And I often use the example that Coach Williams set with the team that came back and ultimately won the 2009 national championship. He told guys like Danny Green, Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, and Tyler Hansborough, hey, that's great. I want you to come back to this team. But if you do, this is not a Danny Green decision. I'm not looking out for Danny Green and how I improve my NBA draft stock. This is a North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team decision. And so that is goal number two for me. This team, every single person on it, from players to staff to coaches, everyone, needs to make team decisions, not me decisions. And similar to coming to get 1% better every day, that's going to take shape in anything you look at. A team decision is eating better. A team decision is making another pass to get the best shot. A team decision is helping train up one of the freshmen. A team decision is helping empty a trash can, if that's what I got to do, right? Whatever it takes to do things that make our team better, that's what I'm going to do. And oh, by the way, here's the dirty little secret. Making team decisions actually helps improve what what kind of awards and rewards the team gets. I I believe it's a Coach Williams phrase that says, um, to the best team goes the awards and the rewards. And so looking out for each other is actually going to enhance everyone's profile. A rising tide raises all ships, right? Make team decisions, not me decisions. Goal number three for this team is seek for and settle into role definition as quickly as possible. Now, this kind of goes in line with making team decisions, but man, if, if people don't know what is... 100% expected of me. And beyond that, their willingness to settle into what is expected of me, then this team cannot get to its ceiling. If the team is just doing what they think they should be doing, it will not be the height of success. You will not be able to be better than the other 362 teams outside of you in division one college basketball. The way to do what you want to do and get just that last step on the rung of last season's ladder that they didn't achieve is to figure out who am I as part of the 22, 23 Tar Heels and how do I best fit into that on court, off court, whatever my role is. It was when the team uh, not only leaned into, but also accepted and excelled at their specific roles last year. That is when that team took off. I believe you can see some of the beginnings of that now. And obviously the coaching staff is already talking about what those roles are, but it's about every single person buying into it. Just one person not being willing to accept or buy into their role messes up everything. Goal number four. This is North Carolina basketball. They score points and they do all the stuff, but here is my goal. Become a lockdown defensive unit. Carolina is not going to be Virginia. They're not going to have this pack line defense that does other stuff. But man, there are so many good individual defenders on this team. Some of them starters, some of them on the bench. That that if you can find that cohesion as a defensive unit, there's no stopping what this group of Tar Heels can be. You you see the the beginnings of it, like shutting down James Madison, who had been the highest scoring team in the country, highest field goal percentage team in the country. 
Carolina slapped them around with that on Sunday. I want to see that. And then my fifth goal for this team is this. Get the starters to the bench. I love this goal and I love that phrasing of it. Meaning, we've all we've heard so much is about depth and bench and usage and all of that stuff. But it's just not been there so far this season. And so to me, getting the starters to the bench more is on the coaching staff to just do it even if it might hurt and result in some some losses here in the non-conference portion of the schedule. So be it for the long-term results of March and April. I think it's also on the starters. You got to take care of business to play this full 40 minutes um, so that you don't have to play a full 40 minutes. So it's on the starters to take care of business and expand on what they're doing. And then it's also on the reserves. When you do come in, you prove to Coach Davis and the rest of the coaching staff that there is no drop-off. When Seth Tremble comes in, what do I do? Again, within my role, making team decisions. You see how these all go together? So that I can help this team and keep RJ on the bench longer, keep Caleb on the bench longer, to where their average minutes per game is either in the low 30s or high 20s. That's what I want to see. Get the starters to the bench. So that's my five goals for this team. Get 1% better every day. Make team decisions, not me decisions. Seek for and settle into role definition as quickly as possible. Become a lockdown defensive unit. And number five, get the starters to the bench. That's my five goals for this team. Once again, I want to hear yours. What did I miss? What would you add? Anything like that. Well, next year, there are certainly some reinforcements coming in to help this team. In fact, they signed their official letters of intent last week. Who are they and what do you need to know about them? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Upside. Inflation has us thinking all about different ways to cut back driving less, dining out less, whatever it may be. And so I started using Upside so I don't have to worry about it as much. It's this incredible free app. I use it every time I buy gas. I find a gas station that's got Upside on it. I go there and because of the extra money that Upside is now putting in my pocket, I can keep buying the coffee drinks that I want to buy instead of cutting back. To get started, just download the free Upside app Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back, your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and immediately get paid. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week, and that's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the app store. So again, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. What a joy on Thanksgiving week to be joined by our guy Jason Jordan, Sports Illustrated's Director of Basketball Recruiting. As a reminder, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, we want to thank LinkedIn for being our sponsor for all these great segments with 
Jason and all his great work. So, Jason, I know one thing the Tar Heels are thankful for on this Thanksgiving week is the signing of the Jordan class, the 2023 two-person class of Simeon Wilcher and Zayden High. I know these are both great gets for Carolina. They're probably going to have to fill out the roster more, probably through the transfer portal, as we've talked about. Um, but first off, just want to start by talking about um, – I know here in probably just a couple weeks, I can't remember the exact date, but you're going to have the SI 99 coming out. Where are you looking at these guys falling when that list is published? Uh, probably higher than most people have them. Um, just because I, I, I love Simeon's game and I think Zayden uh, has done enough to uh, be ranked a little higher than I've seen him around the country. Um, so I, I think, I, so I, I'll be honest with you. I'm a realist. I, I don't understand a lot of rankings when I see them. Like, I'm like, I, I promise you I saw the same guy. He dropped 30, but okay. All right. He dropped 30 <laughs> over that guy that's five spots of, above him. But I know we can't go by. Okay, cool. But at the, you know, I thought Simeon was one of the most consistent guards I saw all summer. Um, and I think he got better uh, as the summer progressed, which is big for me. I like consistency and I, I like growth. So, um, you know, he really proved that he could run both of those guard positions uh, really efficiently, really dominantly. And then he played with Gus Yaldin, another guy who um, is super underrated, which is wild to me that people have him so low. I think it's just because it's just a knee jerk reaction to say, oh, well, yeah, I got to be real smart and say he's going to be an NBA all star in five. Yeah, get out of here. And nobody knows that, you know, like and then if we go back and, you know, look at who got stuff wrong with, but the reality is people move on five years later and then we don't right. care anymore. That's right. So, um, we need, I don't a, we need accountability. <laughs> yeah, man. I, like, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be NBA all-star. I don't know, but I know you dropped 30 at EYBL, you know, <laughs> that's what I do know. And I know you did it over that guy who's a five-star. So, uh, you know, Simeon was the best player on that city rocks team. And he played with Gus and Gus was one of the best bigs at peach jam quiet as his kept. You know, and so um, just the the ferocity in which he plays, uh, the motor he plays with, and then obviously his skill set, three level score, um, great size, great length. Um, he's a I, we we did a top ten most important signings. So not even the best players, but even though he is one of the best players, most important signings um, in the class, and he was uh, he was on the list. Uh, Simeon was definitely on that list, just because you know I mean at. Six months ago, y'all's class was looking, you know, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk, go into it, but, you know, you guys had another guy in that class that we won't name. Who's already uh, playing college basketball who's now. Already, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's already in college. Go figure that. But, um, you know, to have him stick and stay, and uh, not that he was ever wavering, but it just made his um, commitment, his signing that much more important. So for that reason, and then, you know, Obviously, you guys have probably the best backcourt in the country this season. Um, and so that tends to mean that guys are going to have to make some decisions in April. And so, um, you know, are you going to lose both? Probably we're going to lose one for sure. I mean, I, you'll probably lose both, hate to tell you. But, you know, to have um, Simeon coming in, it eases the pain of the loss. And then Seth Trimble, as I've talked about. Man, he is off to a start. Yeah, man. Coming on strong, that just defense puts, is head, something. puts his head down and works, you know. So um, that's got to give your fans a lot of optimism. So um, that's why he was one of the, you know, 
most important signings for that class. And then yeah, Zayden, stretch four extraordinaire. I love him. I love everything that he does. I think he will thrive in that system specifically um, because what Hubert Davis wants him to do is what he does well. Um, so that was why, obviously, why he picked him and, and why I think he'll make an impact pretty early. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's nice to have to be able to get one like a backcourt guy and a frontcourt guy. You love to see that, as we've talked about a lot. Some of this is going to have to wait till April to see what happens yes. this season. And so all we can do right now is project. And that's what I want to do a little bit of as we talk about these two guys is project the backcourt and then project the frontcourt. As you alluded to, I, th- I think it's quite safe to say that Caleb Love, regardless of what happens this year, is going to be gone. RJ Davis is the one that might be a little more on the fence to me. Some of that is I think he's going to be the more consistent and better player this season, but there's the limitations of his height. And so right. as we look at it for next season, you, you've got to imagine that Seth Trimble will be back, although I've started seeing him pop up yeah. early on, on a few big boards, so we'll have to keep our eyes on that. Uh, DeMarco Dunn has been getting more run early this season than anyone anticipated mm-hmm. or expected. And so you got to imagine you at least have Trimble and Dunn back, maybe R.J. Davis. And you add Simeon into that mix, and that is a, a crowded potential backcourt. And as you've said before, when we've talked about Simeon individually, this dude is a dog and he's going to play. So, so as you project out that backcourt, how, how do you do that? It's really simple. So, so here's the, I'm going to make it real simple for you. I think Caleb's gone. I think RJ is going to have to go because of the business side of it. Like, it's like, uh, are you going to, I don't know, but you know, I say that, but then I'm like, well, do you want it without Caleb? Do you want do you want to to kind of be the de facto leader? Interesting. Even, I agree with you on the consistency. I think he might even have a better season um, because he's more consistent. Um, but to remove all question marks, now you know it, it is your team. Now there is no question. It's your team. So do you? You know, and that's going to be the. I believe that is going to be the pitch in uh, mid-April that they that they throw at him. Like, hey, man, you know. You had Caleb here. Not to say that there's a competition there. I know they get along really well. Um, but now, you know, I'm giving you the keys, keys. You know, you, you are the captain. You are the leader. This is your show, man. What are you going to do? And that's tough. That would be tough to turn down. So yeah. I, I won't even say definitely gone, especially with NIL now. You know, if we didn't have NIL, I would say, yeah, because that's a good business decision. Right. Right. I mean, Mondo came back. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so he still should again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, I do think Caleb Love is gone, um, but Simeon's going to start. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but all I know is Simeon's going to be in that starting line. Yeah. You know, that's so, a fact. Yeah. And that's that's what we'll have to keep our eyes on. I don't think Dunn is in the mix for a starting spot, but it it – now, I mean, you could go three. You could do pull a Baylor and have a three-guard starting lineup oh, yeah. of, of R.J. Davis, Simeon Wilcher, and Seth Trimble. That's and right. frankly, this year, that three-guard lineup for Carolina with Trimble, Davis, and Love is going to be something diabolical for teams to have to deal with. So we're going to see how that plays out. Now, transitioning to the front court, uh, Armando, as we just said, likely gone, but could utilize his fifth year if he so chooses and wants to keep riding that ridiculous NIL train that he's on. Pete Nance is definitely gone. He will have exhausted eligibility. You will work Jalen Washington in the mix. 
Quite frankly, I don't think Will Shaver will factor into that at all. Puff Johnson plays some small ball four. He finally got back and is playing now this season. And you got to imagine, as we've already said, there will be some transfer portal moves as well. How does Zayden High factor in? It seems like perhaps he won't be as immediate of an impact as Simeon would be, but is definitely going to be part of the rotation. How, How do you see that playing out? Yeah, well, you know, he's got the ultimate equalizer. He can knock that long ball down. Um, and so when you have that, you're going to play. And at his size um, and and with the scheme that Hubert Davis runs, he's going to get a lot of open looks. So as long as he's knocking those down, and he will because he, he knocks shots down. That's, he's a shot maker. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it, and then to your point, it depends on the transfer portal because I'd imagine – and you guys are you know, pretty well with the portal all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm imagining you're going to grab some bigs out of the portal. To, you know, if of all things go the way we think they're going to go. Sure, absolutely. So, um, that said, I, I you know, Zayden's going to find his way onto the court too because he knocks shots down. You know, he knocks shots down. And, and honestly, you know, a lot of times with younger, um, especially like stretch fours, you know, I had this conversation last week. And like, you ever noticed that their, um, that was a coach. He's like, you ever noticed their shot selection um, tends to be bad stretch fours, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, I don't know if it's because they're big and they're like, you know, I, I'm supposed to be big, but this is what I do really well. So I'm going to shoot it a lot, right? Which is true. If you really, if, if you really go back and look at um, the EYBL and break down numbers and, and of shot attempts uh, from 15 feet back, it's true. Like they do, they do pull that trigger a lot and they do kind of, they do rest on that a little too much. Sometimes they kind of settle for that, but Zayn has a really good um, mm. IQ and he, he takes the right shots. Like he doesn't take a lot of concessive shots. He's really good at giving the pump fake stepping over and knocking shots down. So the IQ will definitely come into play um, there as well. So and that's thing. That's something that people don't talk about a lot with him. But um, I think because of those, all those things uh, combined, I, I definitely see him being on the court pretty early. All right. We will see how that plays out this time next year. Transitioning now from the class of 23, we want to go to the class of 24. Carolina loves to go get guards from New York, and there is another one on the radar in the form of Ian Jackson. We want to get to know him a little bit. But before we do so, let me tell you about Bet on line bet online is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball soccer which world cup kicked off yesterday and esports we've got it all at bet online and if you love sports podcasts you can find all those at bet online as well, of course, don't forget the Locked On Network first, but uh, they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So, Jason, transitioning from the already now signed class of 2023 to a potential in the class of 24, this is Ian Jackson, a shooting guard out of the Bronx. Man, there is a long history of Carolina and New York guards. Would you tell us uh, some about Ian Jackson's game? Uh, Just, you know, he's a warrior, 6'5", scores at all three levels, um, super athlete. 
but the, the motor for me, uh, given that he has all those things, the motor, I always say the motor is a step is a great separate separated. It just makes good players. Great and mm-hmm. great players special. Um, and so he has that motor. Like he, he really knows that he's the best player on the court. Notice I said knows. Even if it's just him that knows it, <laughs> he knows that he's the best player on the court when he's playing. You know, whether that's true or not, he's rocking with it. You know, and so he plays that way and he gives that energy. Um, and so that's why he's definitely one of the top players in the 2024 class. What, what, I mean, when it is other people noticing that he's the best player on the court, yeah. what is it that they're like, noticing that makes him that? Just the, his ability to score is so um, fluid on the offensive end. And so, his ability to take over games uh, from all three levels. Like, so he can, he's six, five. And I think he's at his best when he's downhill in attack mode, but I mean, he can slide over and run the offense too. Oh, wow. Um, and so, you know, and then he's a potential lockdown defender on the defensive end, but you know, he's getting where he wants to on the court. You're not staying in front of him. Um, so he's not ball handling wise. You know, when I say, Oh, he's a, I hate when, I don't like when guys don't make this distinction. So um, when people say oh, he's a he's an elite ball handler, I- immediately everybody's like, oh, he's Kyrie. He's got the ball on a string. Eh, no, he's not Kyrie. But he is an elite ball handler, meaning you're not taking the ball from him and he's going by you. <laughs> I like to keep it simple. He's going <laughs> to go by you and you're probably going to have to foul him. He gets to the foul, the foul line a lot. Did this summer immensely. Yeah. Um, and so just his ability, because because of that aspect of his game, you have to respect that. So you have to press up on him. Um, but then you it's pick your poison because, you know, if you leave him back and you play him back because, you know, he'll go by you. and He's going to knock shots down pretty efficiently from the perimeter. So um, the pick your poison aspect of his offensive arsenal is definitely. And then, you know, you combine that with six, five strong finishing through contact. Super athlete. I mean, good luck defending that. You know, <laughs> good luck. That, and that's a lot of high praise. Obviously, as a class of 2024 recruit, he's got uh, another couple of years in high school, barring a reclass, of course. Yeah. And so there is plenty of time to continue working on his game. What are some areas that you would like to see growth still from Ian Jackson? Always, um, always defensive. You know, I would say defensive concepts, right? The um, help and recover aspect is the biggest part um, uh, with guards generally. But, you know, but I, I say that, but on ball defender, he's he's good. He's because he brings that energy. And there aren't a lot of things about his game. I'm not saying he's a finished product, but um, he checks off a lot of those boxes. You know, um, I mean, he could be. Could he be more efficient from the perimeter? Yeah, but he's pretty good. You know, he's a shot maker. I would say that. Uh, and I, I can't remember what he shot in the EYBL, but I think it was definitely the high 30s. Um, so, I mean, what can you know? What can you say about that? Um, I'm big on energy and motor hmm. um, and effort. And he he's, I mean, in that class, he could potentially be the best in show. So there aren't a lot of things you can really point at. You're going to be really nitpicky. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you really, I'm not going to say it's a reach because again, everybody has a lot to work on, but you would be nitpicking, you know, because, you know, he, and then he does it against other elite guys. So I got to give him that, that check mark too. Absolutely. Um, In big settings on national television, he comes out, drops 30, you know, 
um, a couple times in national televised games last year. And, you know, he'll be on TV a lot this year with Geico and different things like that. So um, obviously I'm really high on in that class and definitely a general um, consensus top three, top five, um, and in the conversation for top player in that 2024 class. Okay. Like you said, as long as he doesn't reclass to five. Right, right. Well, we will see. And then switching from talking about what Ian Jackson does on the court to my, who he might be playing for in college yeah. or if he chooses to go a different route, um, we know so far he's taken visits already to Kentucky, Oregon, and LSU. So a little bit of a, a national jet setter in that regard. Um, the plan right now is to visit North Carolina on January 6th. And then Arkansas has also recently got into the mix. So we've got, man, three SEC schools, uh, a Pac-12 school up north, and then uh, Carolina. Do you think, does it seem like right now it might come down to one of those five? Do you see others or, or overtime elite or anything else getting into the mix there? Yeah, I mean, he's had, you know, all the pro options have reached out too. Um, I don't know how advanced those talks are, but I know that there's been some, you know, reaching out. But uh, I don't think he has all of his offers. I think other schools are going to offer him. Like when I say other schools, obviously, yeah, duh. But I'm talking heavyweights or other heavyweights are coming. Um, So I think, well, I've been told multiple times about him that nothing right away, he's going to go through the process. Um, And obviously it depends a lot on, you know, if he's going to stay in 2020, I know there's a lot of, you know, speculation about whether he could potentially go to 2023. So we'll have to see, you know, I think his season is over late February. Um, But now we have the state championships invitational that's going to push us into March and April. So I think, He'll take those visits. I think he's going to y'all in, is it January 6th? I believe it's January 6th is, is the last yeah. date I've seen. Yep. Okay. So um, I don't think there's anything set in stone after that. But I do think he's going to go throughout the process. And, you know, I think he's going to pick up more offers as the season goes on. Because, you know, he's due for another big season. He averaged like 28 and 6 last year, something like that. Um, <laughs> right. And so, and but we're talking a national schedule, too. You know, so throw that in there. Yeah. And so um, I think he's going to pick up more offers and um, but he's doing the right thing. He's slow rolling it, um, especially for the, again, we always talk about the marketing aspect that they have to consider now. So um, that's why guys like him, I don't see, I don't see, cause you, you know, I mean, now we got to talk business. Now we got to pull in different fan bases, man. So, you know, uh, hurry up and wait fan bases, hurry yep. up and wait. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So all that to say, just keep watching Ian Jackson, enjoy his game, and the timeline will begin to unfold in due time. But obviously, if it stretches into the spring and then you start yeah. getting transfer portal and other things. And so for now, just enjoy the ride, press pause on worrying about recruitment okay. stuff, and we'll see what comes. Jason yeah. Jordan, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Happiest of Thanksgiving weeks to you and your family. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, man. Look forward to coming back next week. Well, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks to Jason Jordan, as always, for joining us. Great stuff coming up the rest of the week as we get prepped for the Phil Knight Invitational and this big-time revenge game against NC State on Friday. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shader, Jason at Jason Jordan SI. Really appreciate you making our show your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, recaps, and of course, the take of the day. 
It's available on Odyssey, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Check out Locked On Sports today. Thanks so much for hanging out with me just two days until Thanksgiving. But it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace.